grateful for the healing power of the Lord. And this time of year, uh, as is a tradition uh, in our church and is a tradition in our home, we like to go to Luke, the second chapter, and we like to read the Christmas story. Uh, talks about Mary and Joseph going to be taxed. And uh, it's a beautiful story about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we call this, or I call this, a Christmas story that we read in Luke, the second chapter, uh, every year. But hopefully this is not just seasonal for us. Hopefully this verse of Scripture and several verses, actually the whole chapter, uh, is quite lengthy, but a wonderful chapter that talks about not only the birth of the Lord, but the power, the prophecy that went behind it. And we believe this morning that the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ is not just a story, but his birth, his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection makes him just as real today as he was back then so many years ago. And so I want to read some scriptures to you before uh, we get into the title of the message this morning, beginning with Isaiah, the ninth chapter and the second verse, keeping in mind that in this time of year, more than ever before, we all benefit from seeing some light, benefit from seeing some hope. Uh, sometimes you may feel like, where is, where is the light? Where is my shred of hope? God, give it to me. I want to bring you a message today that illustrates the power of the light that still shines as brightly today as it did thousands of years ago. Isaiah 9 and 2, prophetically, Isaiah writes, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death Upon them hath the light shined. And then in Matthew 4.16, the same prophetic verse now written by Matthew. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Very powerful talking about the light over the power of darkness and how great it was going to be in the deliverance. The shepherds who were watching in the fields by night so long ago, saw that light. The Bible says the glory of the Lord shone round about them while they were watching their flocks. And then, of course, the Magi followed that star that may have been, a, a, uh, may have been the three stars or two stars coming together, maybe one star. But it was a bright light that the Magi, the wise men, followed. And they would find that really the true light that made that light lead them, they were to see and to give gifts to the true light. Perhaps today is your day to follow the light that moved on the shepherds and the Magi so many years to go. So many years ago, I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, follow the light follow the light. Zechariah and Simeon uh, were told by the angels and they saw prophetically the power of the light that they were to see and the power of the light that they were to become part of. In fact, Zechariah said, and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest. And he was speaking of John. He said, thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Zechariah goes on to see 
through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness. That's why Jesus came. That's why the Lord robed himself in flesh, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Simeon, as he holds the baby Jesus, looks into the eyes of that child and God begins to speak through him. And he says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Let me tell you something this morning. If you need hope, you can find it today. Day, just follow the light. If you need help in your life, if you feel like that you are encompassed and surrounded by darkness, there is a light. And if you will follow it this morning, God will show you there's hope. Uh, there is hope. Trust in God and the darkness will flee in the presence of the light. Isaiah 50 and 10 says, Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. What are you saying, Pastor? The scripture is saying this, for those of you who are walking in darkness, for those of you who have been plagued with problems and circumstances, in this time of year perhaps you feel sorrow and you feel despair. Let me point you to the light who's able to bring satisfaction and joy and encouragement in your life. Follow the light that is hope for your family, hope for your children and grandchildren. John 12, 46, Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. It is not God's will for you to live in darkness. It is not the will of God for you to live in despair, in anxiety, in fear, in apprehension. He said, I've come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. Maybe your darkness is sickness. Maybe your darkness is hopelessness. Maybe your darkness is in the fear of what happens tomorrow. Let me show you a light that holds your future. Let me show you a light who knows your journey. Let me show you the light who's able to lighten your path. Like David said so long ago, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Darkness defined by the New Oxford Dictionary is just simply this. It is the partial or total absence of light. Darkness itself has no form. It has no substance. It has no admirable qualities. But it can subdue those who live in it. It can come through life circumstances or the shame of our mistakes. But let me help you follow the light that is able to dispel the darkness, who is able to push the darkness back. You say, I've done some things wrong in my life. This year has been a bad year. It's been a difficult year. I don't know where to turn or what to do. Follow the light. Your darkness may not be well defined. You may not understand why you feel the way you feel. You may not be able to well define what's inside of your heart and perhaps the desperation. You don't understand 
why you feel low or saddened. Let me tell you, follow the light. There is somebody, there is someone above every circumstance who can brighten your heart, who can change your circumstances, and who can lift you up. Follow the light. I want to point you to a story now in the New Testament where darkness seemed to prevail on the life of a certain person. A person who had no hope, a person who was shamed by her mistakes in the past. A person who came into the presence of the light. John, the eighth chapter, verses three through four. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Guilty? Absolutely. Worthy of punishment according to the law? Certainly. Listen to what the scripture says in verses 6 through 7. This, they said, tempting Jesus, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Let me tell you this this morning. Darkness is an accuser. Darkness will make you feel shame. But the light doesn't have to prove itself to the darkness. All the light has to do is show up. The darkness doesn't need, the light doesn't need to debate with the darkness. The light doesn't need to offer some kind of proof. It is what it is. When light comes into a room, there is no darkness. When light shows up, the darkness flees underneath the door. All the light has to do is to appear. Let me explain this to you. While the darkness is just there and has no form, I'm pointing you to follow a light that does have form. It does have substance. It is real. It is a life changer. That light is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is of substance. He is of power. He is, as the Bible describes, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, and the ending. There was none that comes before like him and there won't be any after him. He was before the beginning and he'll continue after the end. Follow the light, my friend, and let him change your life. If you would with me right now, would you just close your eyes and say, Lord, I want to see the light. God, I'm asking you to touch every soul that's watching this morning. I ask you to shine brilliantly and brightly into their lives. Jesus stoops down and he writes on the ground. This is the action of the light as a response to the darkness. Here is a woman found between the law and the light, between judgment and grace. John, the eighth chapter, verses eight through nine. And again, Jesus stooped down and wrote upon the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. 
And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. You may feel like you're between judgment. And you may feel like you're between judgment and grace or between the law and the light. But let me tell you one thing. The light is not here to condemn you. The light is not here this morning to destroy you. The Lord Jesus knows the mistakes you've made in the past like he does all of us. God knows where you've been and where you are and he knows the pain you're suffering now. The light doesn't come to condemn. It just shows up to change the environment. The light comes to change your perspective. The light comes to give you clarity. When Jesus shows up, you will begin to see things and hope that you've never seen before. You'll realize there's healing for your body body that you never knew existed you'll realize that you can start today a new life in Christ Jesus that you never thought was possible oh my friend if you'll just follow the light if you'll just talk to him right now and say Jesus come up into my life show up into my home into my grandchildren's lives if you'll just tell him right now Jesus show me the light Jesus I want the light Jesus let me feel the light you have to understand as well that light generates heat. Darkness is cold. Darkness is impersonal, but the light is warm and the light is heat. Let me explain this to you. Jesus didn't come to create a culture of adversarialism, a culture of criticism, a culture of one against another, but he came to draw men to him and to create a culture and environment of love and of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. There's no reason in your home there has to be division. Hatred doesn't need to be in your life. You don't need to worry about argument and disputation. When the light shows up, he brings families together. He brings lives together. We know what the darkness of this world has done. Darkness separates. Darkness creates hard-heartedness. But we're here this morning because there is a light. And a light that wants to wrap his arms around you. A light that wants to come into your home and touch your children. A light that wants to welcome you into a presence you may not have felt in a long time. Oh, you, you may know the Lord Jesus. Look, we've all been through trials and tests. Uh, this isn't about one being better than another. This is about us opening up our heart. Look, darkness wants to separate you from God. Darkness wants you to make excuses for how you are and how you feel and where you are. But if you'll open up just a sliver, let the light come in, you'll feel the cold and the darkness retreat. It will be arrested in the presence of the light and the Lord will give you hope and peace and joy. Jesus is left alone with a woman now who is between judgment and grace. Probably frightened, shaking as she lies there on the ground. John, the 8th chapter, verses 10 through 11. When Jesus had lifted up himself, Oh, let me explain something to you. This is not about a manger scene somewhere and a babe in a manger. The darkness would have you believe that this is just a season of the year. 
the darkness of this world would have you believe that this is just a celebration on December 25th and come January 1, all of the darkness and the, the hell starts all over again. After the gift giving, all hope is gone. I want to tell you something, that 2021 is going to be a great year. Why? Because we have light. We have access to joy and peace. Hallelujah. There's righteousness, there's peace, and there's joy in the holy presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need not start off this season thinking, well, after next week or the next week, it's going to all be over. I feel like right now in your home that the light is shining down. I feel right now in your life that there's healing for you in this year and in 2021. I feel like right now that in 2021, your children and your grandchildren are going to see the light and their lives are going to be changed. Oh, my friend, just follow the light. you got to trust in him. Jesus, show me the light. The beautiful thing happens. Jesus says he doesn't address the sinner. He addresses the accusers. And he says, woman, where are those thine accusers? You know what Jesus does first of all? He gets rid of the shame. There's no reason anyone under the sound of my voice should live one more second in a spirit of shame. You don't have to go to bed tonight sleeping and thinking, I feel shamed. I've made terrible mistakes. Jesus, the light is here to get rid of the shame. Accusation brings shame. Darkness brings shame. Darkness brings a spirit of defeat. I can no longer lift my head up anymore. You don't understand, Pastor. I've done some things to self and to people. I'm not worthy. The light has not come to accuse you. The darkness is an accuser. The Bible says that Satan is an accuser of the brethren. He wants to come and accuse you because if you live in shame, shame is darkness in and of itself and light can't break through it. You have to follow the light. He says, hath no man condemned thee? You know what he did? There was no one there. Why? Because the light showed up and the darkness was dispelled and arrested. And she said, no man, Lord. Probably looked around and saw that they had all gone. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Let me explain this to you. This was before the death, burial, of course, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Ghost was not yet given. But when Jesus showed up in this woman's life, he told her, I don't condemn you. That's not what the light does. But the light has power enough to tell you, you don't have to sin anymore. You don't have to be under the weight and the darkness of sin. The light can free you from your addictions. The light can free you from your hopelessness. The light can free you from your pain and from your anguish. You don't have to live in shame anymore. What a blessing. I don't have to wake up in the morning feeling guilt. 
Jesus says, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Lord, how do I do that? The light has shown up. Let me tell you something. After Jesus was resurrected, he said, I'm going to send a comforter. There is power that emanates from the light that right now can touch your body. Power that emanates from the light that right now can heal wounds in your family. If you will with me right now, close your eyes and ask Jesus to shine the light on you in your home right now. I want you to pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you, God, to touch every hearer, every listener. God, those, Lord, who have divided families, I'm asking you to shine on them right now. Those whose children, Lord, are gone and they're wayward, God, parents who don't know where they are, I'm asking you, God, to shine a light on those children and bring them home. God, bind families back together. God, for those who need healing in their souls, they're wounded, they've been hurt by what people have done, but oh, there's a light who can bind every wound and every heartache. Praise God. John 8, 12. You may say, why are you giving us the story about the woman caught in the act of adultery? You may have read this story and not even continued to read after that beautiful deliverance that this woman experienced. But in the 12th verse, Jesus said this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. A woman who clearly was a sinner, according to Jewish law, worthy of death and stoning, worthy to carry shame, worthy to face judgment. But Jesus said, I am the light. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Sin is darkness. The shame that it brings is darkness. If you have anything right now in your life but hope, you need to say, God, show me the light. Shine on me. Shine on my home. John, the first chapter, verses 4 and 5 said, In him, in Jesus Christ, God in flesh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness doesn't understand the light, but those who are touched by it do understand it. 1 Peter 2 and 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation of peculiar people. Who is he talking to? He's talking about Christians, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, people whose lives have been changed. Now you may look around and you may say, Oh yeah, all of those people who have never gone through anything. All of those people who never had a problem. All of those people who walk around and, and everything's great and they never have any struggles in life. And that's those people. You got to read the rest of this. He said, Your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him. When the light calls you into the light, there is a purpose for it. That you should show the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness 
into his marvelous light. What are you talking about? Everybody's been in darkness. Everybody has experienced fear. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We don't come to you this morning as people who are better than you are. People who try to elevate themselves above those around them. That's not who we are. But we are people who walked in darkness and who God called out of that darkness into his marvelous light. And as one of those, I'm just one of those, one of hundreds of millions of billions of those over history, I'm just one to tell you that I'm here to show forth the praises of the light and of the same light that wants to come into your life this morning. We're here, we sang, you saw people up here singing. What are we doing? We're not putting on a show for you. We're here to show you a better way. There's a better way than the darkness, a better way than the depression, than the anxiety, than the fear, than the apprehension. There is a better way for you. Follow the light this morning. As I continue, and I'm almost finished, I want you to start praying right now. Down here inside your heart, you say, what do I say? I want you to utter the name of Jesus. I want you to say, Jesus, shine on me. If you say, I don't know what to pray, I'm, I'm speaking not just to those who have already had the light, but those who are in deep darkness. You may be in profound darkness right now. I want you to start saying in your mind and in your heart, Jesus, show me the light. Show me the light, Jesus. I want to experience the light. Paul said to the church at Colossae, all of these scriptures are about people who dwelt in darkness. I know what darkness feels like. As a teenager in California, and at night, I remember laying in my bed, and for no reason, I had no reason, all of a sudden tears would stream down my face and I knew that I was living in darkness and I needed help. I had a great family, a family who supported me and a family who prayed for me. But I had to find the light for myself. No one could do that for me. If you're alone right now, wherever you are, in your car, your home, wherever you are, are there people around you? This is something that you do for yourself. The light doesn't touch just a group of people. Jesus Christ wants to have relationship with individuals one at a time. This isn't choosing teams or sides. If you're caught between justice and judgment, and the light, let me tell you something. The light's not here to accuse you. The light is here to wrap its arms around you and to deliver you from your darkness. Paul said, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. What a deliverance. Oh, oh, that's not for me. I, I'm in darkness. Let me tell you something. The light came for the darkness. The light came to dispel the darkness, to arrest it where it was. Let there be light, and there was light. 
Paul goes on to say to the church at Corinth, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me explain something to you. People who have followed the light and it has shined on them and transformed them, do they have problems? You bet. I have situations and problems like everybody else. Somebody who tells you they don't have problems, they're not being truthful. But there's something different when you're walking in the light. Jesus said if you walk in the light, there is no darkness. That doesn't mean you won't have problems. But Paul began to explain what it does mean. He said this to the children of the light. This is you this morning, by the way. You say, yeah, but I'm a sinner. This is talking to you this morning. This is about you this morning. We are troubled on every side. This is right after he talked about God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give glory to God. And then he begins to talk reality to people and say, I know you're going to struggle. There may be a pandemic. There may be something you're going through. But he said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. What are you saying? The light will hold you and keep you stable. You know why? Because my hope is in the light. My hope is in God. He said, we're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may even be persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You don't have to live in the darkness this morning. The darkness of loneliness or despair. The darkness of apprehension about what happens next. If you're listening to me and you have COVID-19, there is a light of healing that I believe is going to shine on you right now this morning. And God is going to deliver you from this sickness. We just got a call a few nights ago and heard about one of our church members who broke her wrist. In Jesus' name, we pray that the light shine on you with the healing power of the Almighty. If there is sickness in your home, Whatever it may be, sin, sickness, or body sickness, we're praying that the light arrest it right now and come and shine in your home. The same light that healed the sick 2,000 years ago. The same light that rebuked infirmities and brought forgiveness 2,000 years ago is shining and emanating here today and wants to come in your home. Before we pray, if you don't know this, I want to introduce you to a song. And the song says, with an everlasting love, I will love you. This is the message of the light. Don't worry about accusers. Don't worry about people. We have our court systems and we have our branches of government and we have all of that. We don't, you don't need to think about that now. I want you to focus on the light. God shines on prisons. 
God shines where people have no access and they're isolated. The light is not restricted to permission from man. It goes wherever there is darkness. With an everlasting love, I'll love you. On the fatness of the land, I'll feed you. And in a mansion in the sky, I'm going to deed you. And your high places, high places are dark places. And the words of the song say, and your high places, I'm going to bring them down. And we're going to believe right now. If you will close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. And I want you right now to invite the presence of the light in your heart right now. Invite the presence. All you have to pray is, Jesus, please show me the light. Jesus, please show me the light. Shine on me right now. The second verse of the song says, I will make the darkness light before you. What is wrong, I'll make it right before you. On the fatness of the land, I'll feed you and your high places. I will bring down. I will make the darkness light before you. Oh, what is wrong? I'll make it right before you. And on the fatness of the land, oh yes, I'm gonna feed you and your high places and your high places and your places. I want my wife to come. We're going to sing this together as we say an ending prayer for you. We can go up, Sister Karen, one key. We're going to sing this song for you. God loves you. He has not forgotten you in this pandemic. The Lord hasn't forgotten you through all of the heartache and sorrow you may have felt. He has been here the whole time. And all you have to do is say, shine on me, Jesus. Shine on me, Jesus. With an everlasting love, I'll love you. On the fatness of the land, I'll feed you. And a mansion in the sky, he will deed you and your high places. That's the darkness he will bring down. He will make the darkness light before.
for you. What is wrong? Jesus will make it right before you. On the fatness of the land, Jesus wants to feed you. You can say goodbye to the darkness and your high places. Come on, the voice that said, let there be light. And your high places. Oh, the one that is wonderful counselor says, and your high places. The one that said, I am the light and he that walks in the light shall never walk in darkness and your high places I will bring down. I want us to pray right now. We're going to pray for you. There is no specific prayer that you pray. It's what's in your heart you pray. You say, I'm desperate. Then tell the Lord Jesus that. Lord, I'm desperate. I need help. He hears it. If there's anything that will bring the light into your life, it will be humility and contrition before the Lord. I need help. A simple prayer. Maybe, Jesus, take away my darkness right now. The darkness in my family. The darkness in my life. Perhaps it's hopelessness. And maybe something you're dealing with in your body, but it really doesn't matter. Maybe you need comfort. Maybe you're still in mourning from the loss of a loved one. Of course, we all have to mourn and we have to go through things, but understand that the light is right there right now to comfort you in your mourning. You don't have to mourn alone. You don't have to grieve alone. There is light there. He wants you to know that he's able to bring Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You might say, Lord, just dispel the pain in my heart, in my life. But we believe in this season of 2020, last time we'll be here in this year, that from now forward, the Lord has ordained light for your life. And we're going to pray that now. Would you bow your heads with us as we pray? Jesus, we are so thankful. 2,000 plus years ago, you came to this earth. Thank you for robing yourself in flesh and walking amongst us. Thank you for the magi and the shepherds and those who brought gifts. But much better than that is the gift that you gave us, and that is a gift of light. The light that shone round about the shepherds, the glory of the Lord that led them to that manger. That light is just as real now and we're asking you to shine on every home where every heart is listening. Go beyond the confines of the walls of our limitations, beyond the walls of our darkness, beyond the walls of unbelief. And we ask you to shine through. If it's just a shred of light, that light will expand and go beyond where man never thought possible. Touch families, homes, children, grandchildren, mom and dad, grandpa and grandpa, grandma. We ask you, oh God, to touch the families, extended families. 
We ask you to heal bodies and heal divisions. And we know you will do that in Jesus' name. And I want you to say with me in Jesus' name. Amen. We want you this morning before you go. Once again, if you need prayer, text us on Facebook. Monoc Apostolics. Text us and say, pray for me. You don't have to tell us what the need is, but we want to pray for you. We want you to know that we are praying that the light of the Lord Jesus Christ will shine in your home now and from now on and that the light will never dim. May God bless you. Join us Wednesday for live streaming. We love you and are thankful for you.